Hey, y'all, and welcome to the table where everyone gets to take a seat. I am your host, Isaac, and I'm here today with... Adrian Blunt. Hi, Adrian. Hey. So if y'all don't know who Adrian is, me and Adrian are housemates. Me and Isaac are basically cousins. Might as well have known each other since I was born. Because, you know, when you're black and you grow up in the same city and in the same church, and yeah. your grandmas know each other, you're cousins. That's just how it works. That's so. just how it works. So we're basically family. And I've been sitting here like, okay, when am I going to put Adrian on the pod? Because obviously we engage in these kinds of conversations every single yeah, day. At the house. At the house. Yep. And there's never a microphone available. Right. But here we are now. Yes talking and it's great so um to introduce this conversation um adrian has the best hair i've ever seen in real life don't flatter me um (laughs) and that's a fact it's not even like an opinion at this point in my life okay (laughs) well in my opinion (laughs) like it's a fact i appreciate and i know what i know (laughs) you know what yes i know what i know and i said what i said (laughs) I'm Nene Leaks times three yes. at this point in time. But um, yes, so that's what we're going to talk about is black hair. And hey, because it's Black it. History Month and black hair has its own history Absolutely. at this point. So um, you want to? Well, actually, I have a question first. Yes. I just literally just jumped into the fact that I love your hair because I have to say <laughs> that most of the time. Anytime I take a picture of you, I'm like, your hair is everything. Aww. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, not the point. The point is, tell me what your favorite thing about being black is. My favorite thing about being black is black culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, black music, you know, the way that we dress, the way that we interact with each other, the way that we love each other, black love, just Mm -hmm. everything that comes with being black. Blackness is my favorite thing about black culture or my my favorite thing about being black. Yes. That's everything. That's so real. I think I vibe with that just because like a lot of the times... I know what whiteness feels like, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how like that system works. And then I'm like somewhere else. I'm like, this feels more like home. Yeah. This feels more secure. Absolutely. And even like my white friends who come into black spaces are mm-hmm. just like, wow, I had such a good time and it was yep. such good energy and I yep. just don't understand. And it's like, that's blackness. That's what like, it is to be black. That's what it is to be black. Yeah. At least not black in America, but black with yeah. other black people. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of real. times I think about, you know, how much easier it would be to not be a person of color but then i'm like but i wouldn't have that culture like it just mm-hmm. would be so bland right. <laughs> so, <laughs> It'd be so bland. i'm so happy and so proud to be black because i have that so mm. that's yeah. real that's so so real okay back to your hair yes. um so we have to like discuss our eating schedule so if you want to do that real quick our eating schedule? Yeah. So, okay. The appetizers. Oh, okay. The, look, I say the eating schedule and people have, <laughs> so far, this month, it's been like, what? I was like, well, I had a salad for lunch. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Cassie literally has gone through her repertoire of food. <laughs> like, right. oh yeah, I ate. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what, what we're talking about. Okay. But okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. The As far as the table. You yes. Know, the appetizer, the main course, the dessert. I get it. Okay. So what's our appetizer? Our appetizer for today is black hair. Yes. And let's talk about it. But yes. first, we're going to preface it by 
What products are your favorite to use in your hair to make it as luxurious as okay, it is? Okay, let me start by saying that I go, you know, for the cheapest products possible. Okay. So, you know, I've <laughs> and I've used everything. I When I first went natural, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, you know, give me what you got, whatever. And I would go to the store and ask for suggestions. And, of course, they're going to sell you whatever's most expensive. So I would try those things. And then, you know, try to balance it out with some cheaper products and end up finding that the cheaper products honestly work better. Right. So I, my favorite, like, number one all-time favorite product is Herbal Essence. Is Hello Hydration Coconut Cream Conditioner. I think. Is that the one that comes in packs? Uh, you know, it may. It may because it's become okay. really popular. So they have like the big bottle, the small bottle. You know, I buy like two liters at a time. <laughs> but it, it may come in packs. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's in a blue container. Like I said, it's from their Hello Hydration line. And I use that for everything. When I tell you that I use it to wash my hair, I use it to co-wash. I use it to condition. I use it to deep condition. Mm-hmm. I use it sometimes. I'll mix it with some other products as like a leave-in. Like if, if I had to choose one thing that I could only use for the rest of my life, it would be that. Okay. So I feel favorite. that. Yes. Okay. So for me... I haven't had a lot of hair Mm -hmm. for a very long time. But when I had that fro, way back, oh, God, it was a lot. (laughs) It had to go because little kids was touching it and I couldn't deal with it. Literally the worst. But I remember I lived in Swear, like lived by Cantu. Yes. And yes. their um, detangler, mm-hmm. it was everything that I needed. And it was cheaper than any other detangler, like the ones that like yep. gave you more moisture and all that other stuff. I didn't need that. I just needed to be able to pick my hair yep. out and be okay afterwards. Yeah. So I lived and swore by Cantu I and all their products. Cantu. All their products are like good enough. Absolutely. So, but yes, okay. So what is the worst product you have used? Shea Moisture. Oh, yes. Let's be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, let me clear my voice so y'all got that. Shea Moisture. mm -hmm. Yes. We'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. In more depth. We'll circle back. We'll circle back just because we need to um, talk about what they did. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they did. We'll get there. What those demons did to (sighs) our hair and our culture. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, yes. So um, also just to... Continue this conversation to like let people know where our hair textures are at, just because I know that's a whole different debate in itself. Yeah. But so they know that like what goes on in the I I'm just I'm four C. That's all yeah. I know. So the thing is I don't fully believe in, you know, the hair typing system, but if right. I had to put myself into a box, <laughs> if I, would I had to say be in a box. <laughs> that I'm probably closest related to four B. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a range of curl patterns on my head. Some of them, I mean, literally like on the sides of my hair, it's not even a four texture. And then in the back, it's like a four Z, but somewhere yeah. in the middle is four B. So, Right. No, I saw this tweet of somebody talking about hair textures today. And they're talking about like, this is what I mean why I can't figure out my hair texture. Mm-hmm. And there was literally like somebody's hair pulled out. Mm-hmm. And there was literally three different hair textures from different sides of their head. And I was like, relatable. I get it. Yep. This makes sense. Yep. This is the only truth I know. Okay. (laughs) And that's just what it is. But hair texture is a very complicated realm of things that I feel like if I grew up my hair longer, Mm -hmm. I would understand. But, you know, working with kids (laughs) ruined that experience for me. Again, understandable. (laughs) (sighs) My hair was, my hands was greasy. And they was confused why my hair was so oily. And I just. Because this is necessary. (sighs) I understand that you don't understand, but this is necessary. But I understand what I need to know about myself and my hair journey. Mm -hmm. But we're going to take a break real fast and come back and dive deeper into black hair. Okay.
And we're back. So we're going to circle back around to the appetizer real quick. Yes. Um, so yes, hair types. <laughs> like Yeah, I just wanted to add that <clears throat> I do understand the the benefit of hair typing, especially as a new natural. If you don't know, you know, which products you should try to use or which styles you should attempt, or you know, which like YouTube personalities and bloggers that you should follow, you know, who's got hair that's most closely re- related to yours. I can understand, you know, the benefit of typing your hair. But like I said, as a seasoned natural, I've learned that what I once thought was 4B is really 3B, 4A, 4B, 4Z. It's all (laughs) over the board. So um, like I said, there are benefits to hair typing, but um, you just, you know, it's a double-edged sword, I think. It is a double-edged sword. And like, yeah, going back to like even the way that products like market themselves to certain hair types, like sometimes they don't even work. Like, I mean- they try to tell you they're for kinks and coils, but it's like, okay. Okay, but who's kinks dry. and who's coils? Right. This is obviously not working. Becky might be able to use this, but yeah. I sure can't. Right. Because I'm still over here, like, fighting with this knot in my head. Right. And I put, I at least sprayed this detangler on my head at 14 I didn't use half the jar. And I'm about and to die. <laughs> I'm still at square one. I'm still tenderheaded. Yeah. And I'm still angry. Yeah. But, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. But... Now that we are done munching on appetizers, <laughs> um, let's get into dinner is served and what black hair is for us yes. because it's for us by us because it literally came out of our scalp. Okay. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> so why it why is black hair so much more than just hair? So that's the thing. I honestly don't think that it is. I feel mm-hmm. like black hair is just hair. I feel like other people of other ethnicities have hair (laughs) we have hair our hair looks different but we all have hair I just don't understand why you know it's been Mm. so politicized and it's such a big deal for us to wear our hair the way that it grows out of our scalp it's just hair we all have it some of us don't some of us choose to shave it off but it's just hair bald-headed folks okay killing the game okay one I day, wish. I'm just this peanut head. <laughs> it's a no. When your head head shape is the only reason that a lot of people just don't shave their hair. Yeah, it's like I don't know what that what my head shape is gonna look mm-hmm. like. I just don't have the head shape to be shaped. I just I don't like, have that. Oh. I haven't reached that level of conf- confidence in my life. <sighs> that is a real confidence. It truly like, is. It's like I just want to be liberated in that sense, but like also I, I just want to have a lot of fucking hair too. Yeah. I don't know. I've thought about that a lot. Because I'm like, right now I'm over here like, ooh, I'm growing my hair all the way back out because mm-hmm. now I haven't dyed it, which I'm fighting the urge to dye my hair again. Mm. I haven't told you this yet. Maybe <laughs> like, try a rinse. Like, maybe don't bleach it, but try like a temporary, like a rinse. Yeah, know? I might do that because, you know, I'm here for the itch, you know, scratch the itch. Oh, God. I just. <laughs> I Without the damage. With, with, the, with all of the damage because that's who I am <laughs> as a person. Might as well just kill, like, kill my hair right. and have like different. When you go from. 4C to 3A on the but top you know of your what? scalp. I appreciate your level of commitment. You know? look, if you're going to do it, do it. Do it. Do it, Commit. do it, do it, do it. Yes. You know the world be rocking to it, do oh, it. Okay. So do it, do it. I haven't <laughs> heard that song in years. Right. Okay. Cherish? Okay. Yes. You know okay. okay. Side. Oh. Anyway. So I guess for me, like, 
I remember when I was growing my hair out and I had that afro mm -hmm. and it wasn't because I remember I was like, I'm just growing my hair out because I don't feel like getting cut because I can't find a barber. Mm -hmm. And that was my first thing. And then I like started growing out more and then I found a barber and I was like, okay, I'm going to cut it off. And he was like, no, do it for the culture. And oh. I said, the culture? <laughs> I was like, who? He's like, the people. Do it for the people. I, like, you already embody a Black Panther. Okay. Might as well just take it to the next level. Right. I said, okay, but I'm I doing this fro. Right. All right, let, let me go ahead and do this fro real quick. Hmm. So I kept growing my hair out, and I was like, this is, like, cool. Because, yeah. like, one, people saw me differently. They, mm -hmm. like, and that was kind of the thing. It's like, hair is just hair. Yeah. Like, my hair may look different than yours, but, like, for some reason, like, I think the 1960s and 1970s and hair politics and when it all got real, real, mm -hmm. like, people see fros and they're just like militancy yep. and like darkness and yep. all this other stuff even and it's today like, yeah like this people with fros are like still yeah. killing the game and everybody's like what is going on yeah. and i feel like that's like something that we didn't put on ourselves no absolutely right not. i don't think that was us but um since i said something about hair politics let's talk about hair politics yes. and how policing black hair is a formula like it's formed and created by whiteness yep. obviously but how that has played a role in the natural hair movement and why that thing is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you look at like uh, some of the military um, like standards of procedure, mm -hmm. it just recently women were able to wear their natural hair. And of course it's gotta be like in place, like you have to wear a bun or a certain you know, hairstyle to be yeah. in uniform. But it's like there were, um, like I said, there were rules in place that would almost prohibit women from wearing their natural hair. And I wear my hair in a bun all the time. Like it's definitely, it can definitely be done, but it was just like, really? Right. You know, so it just really like prohibits the way that, you know, we can present ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my mom, I remember my mom was talking to me about how her, she had to keep her hair relaxed mm -hmm. because of the fact that like her natural hair wasn't acceptable while she was in the military. And she had been doing that for what, 28 years mm -hmm. she was in there. So, like, for her to like, I think towards the end, she was allowed to start wearing braids. Mm -hmm. And that was like, monumental revolutionary the, yeah it was like oh my god a braid a braid what like and i'm just thinking about like i remember like the regulations were put into place because of combat right mm -hmm. and so like the hair like being in afghanistan with like braids like i like have this <laughs> image of like that not being a big deal right. but like okay whatever right, so right, right. like I, and then I also now see like a black woman in Afghanistan with a fro and I'm just like, I'm living. Yeah. Who's going to stop her? Yep. Not I. <laughs> yeah. Like go into battle, do your thing, live your right. best. But regardless, yeah. hair politics is just BS because I think it played a lot into like why relaxers and all those things were a thing. Absolutely. Um, Because it was just like, I don't even think that we realized how much we internalized. Yeah. Um, I mean, whiteness in those moments. Absolutely. Back in the day, it was all about proximity to whiteness, mm -hmm. you know, and um, in the workplace, that's another place that texture discrimination, you know, is a big deal. And so we straighten our hair so that we can look presentable at work. But like, why is my natural hair not presentable? Right. Why does it make you uncomfortable? This is what grows out of my scalp. So by you telling me that I can't wear it to work is telling you that I can't be myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And it's like, and it's so weird because. Okay, so Amara La Negra. Yes. Let's icon. Talk about it. Life. Mm -hmm. Everything. Afro from yes. the gods. <laughs> like yes. from the gods. God um, but that's also like another thing that I think plays into that colorism factor that she goes through is yep. the fact that her hair is in an afro. Yep. It's very much black. 
yeah. very much not a Cardi B hairstyle, right? right? Which who knows what's underneath a Cardi B- B's wig? <laughs> okay. We don't know. Um, and one day we might find out. Yeah. I I don't know. There's probably a use. There's probably an Instagram video she posted right. with her natural hair, but I really don't know. I right? haven't seen it. And so why? Um, that's another factor of that colorism conversation of like her embracing that afro and Charlemagne's dumbass saying Afro Latina is that because you're wearing afro? No, it's because she it has a black roots yes. within the Latino community. Yes. So like, or the Latin community, not Latino community. What the hell am I saying? But <laughs> but um, why that that's like so important is like the fact she wears that hair on purpose mm-hmm. and it's a very much political stance on like. I am embracing my blackness at the same exact time as embracing my natural like, hair natural hair and my Latina like roots and right. stuff like that. And what's the damn I'm not watching um Love and Hip Hop. Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. But like whatever that other black man was that caused this whole entire commotion. Oh. Was he even black? I don't I, even know. Yeah, who knows? <sighs> Something Hollywood. Yeah. Is yeah. it young Hollywood? Yeah. So I, I think I that's think it's right. young Hollywood. Yeah. Like him still running around, running his mouth, talking about like, you have to be this. And like, if you're going to be on this platform, you need to be really black. And da 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 da. Like, why does it have to be something like that? And it like goes back to like how there's blackness everywhere. There's black versions of every single like ethnicity that exists in the world. Absolutely. And we need to be very clear like, most of the time it presents in hair. Like, yeah. And that's also like, I guess a part of hair politics that I don't think a lot of people talk about mm-hmm. is like this international, like my naps is naps <laughs> and it don't really matter if I'm from India yeah. or if I'm from Africa. Yeah. My naps is naps. Right. I think is it's something India that unites. Africa? I just no. conflated Africa, which is a whole entire continent mm-hmm. to a country. So I'm going to rephrase that. Okay. <laughs> Nigeria mm-hmm. and India. Yes. There we go. I feel yes. better now about myself, yep. so nobody Weird. comes from my okay. neck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that our hair is one of the things that unites us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just... I just things. wish one day. Okay, I think I have another question, but you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> um, So, let's talk about... Ooh, <sighs> do I really want to do this today? Yes, we do. Okay, so... Tell me the worst experience you've ever had with having your hair natural or just black hair in general with a non-black person. This is an easy one. It's a situation that has stuck with me for almost four years now. Mm -hmm. So when I was living in Dallas, I was a new natural. I had been natural for about about six months, you know, post Big Chop. Yes, post Big Chop. Okay. We can talk about (laughs) Big Chops after this. Yes, (laughs) okay. Okay. And I was working at a shoe store, um, you know, ringing people out. And I was checking out a Hispanic customer. This was a man. And he didn't speak very much English, but, you know, enough to get his point across. So I just remember him, you know, complimenting my hair. I was like, oh, your hair is beautiful. And I said, thank you. And he was like, but it's not yours, is it? And I said, well, yes, it is mine. And he was like, no, 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 no. And I said, no, it definitely is. And he was like, no, it's a wig. And I'm like, no, this is my hair. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I felt so, this is why this has stuck with me. I felt so bad about it after the interaction because he was like, I want to touch it. And he had no right to put his hands in my head, but I let him do it because I felt the need to prove to him that it was my hair. Mm -hmm. And I immediately regretted it. I was like, I don't owe this man anything. This is a stranger to me. I don't care if you think my hair is fake. It's mine. I know it's mine. 
but I yeah I just felt so bad after it because I was like again I have nothing to prove like mm-hmm. this is my hair I know it's my hair and um, yeah I was just like really you felt the need to touch my hair like why did it even matter why did it even matter it didn't matter because if, if it was a wig why do you care it was a cute one obviously look, you liked look, it so why did it matter yeah I bought it it's right? my hair yeah. like it's my hair regardless yeah I just uh yeah. So the reason why I don't have a fro anymore mm-hmm. um, is my worst experience with um, non-black. Well, it was also little black kids, too. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah. I worked at Boys and Girls Club. Yes. And um, at that time, I had a fro. I was coming off a... It had been a year. I had been growing that hoe for yes. months. I was so proud of it. It was, it was thick cute. and luscious and luxurious. It did what it needed to do <laughs> um, for all the people engaging with it. Yes. Um, and then... I went to Boys and Girls Club, and my hair would go, I would come in with my hair fully shaped. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was pristine. It was gorgeous. And those little messy kids with their messy ass hands (sighs) would, they made a game out of it about trying to touch my hair. Because it was tall, too, so they would, like, get up on, like, desks and stuff and try and touch Mm -hmm. my hair. And I remember one day, um, it was during class, one of the teachers had said, Hey, Isaac, I think it would be better if you just cut your hair so it wasn't as much as a distraction for the kids. Excuse me? And I lost it. Like, I was oh, just kind of like, no, no, you're no, not going to no. tell me how to dictate my life and how I live my life with my hair. But also, at the same time, I almost felt obligated to do it. Yeah. And then, like, the next two weeks, I cut my hair off. Mm-mm. And I was so, like, I'm still mad at this day. I mm-hmm. look back at it, and I'm just like, that hair was fucking great. And, like, I just imagine what it would look like now. Yeah. But here I am. It's okay. We're going to grow it back. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing now. Yes. We're in the process. Yes. I had technically a big chop. Um, yes, I technically know. had a big chop. And uh, yeah, it's cute. Yes. But let's talk about big chops. Yeah. Because for me, a big chop is not that big of a deal because I am a masculine presenting person. Right. So having a short Caesar cut is okay. like norm for us. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, big chops. You know, <laughs> you know, my experience with my big chop is one of the reasons that I do feel like it would be super liberating for me to just shave my head. Not that I'll ever do it. But... <laughs> I think, I mean, just remembering, like, how great I felt after I did it. And, of course, I was super nervous going into it. Um, this was, like, 2013, right after I graduated college. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, I've transitioned for 10 months. I'm going to do it. And, you know, I was very unsure of how it was going to look. I was very unsure of, you know, how people were going to accept my new look. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I did it, you know, I chopped my hair off myself. I stayed up all night doing it, washed it, conditioned it three different times. And, you know, when I was done, I like immediately loved it. And it was, you know, I was like I said before, I was very unsure, mm-hmm. very uncertain. And I immediately loved it. And that was like the confirmation that I needed. I was like, OK, I made the right choice. Yes. And, you know, that was a really interesting experience because I cut my hair off. My mom was the first person to see it. Okay. So she walks in the bathroom and she just made this face like, hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. And I was like, okay, you know, and it's just like, dang, I just told myself I love this hair and then you <laughs> and just tank my confidence. But that same day, you know, it's so funny. Like we were going to the mall after that, that afternoon. And I put on like the brightest green dress I had, you know, I made sure my nails were on point. I had the biggest hoops I could find. Okay, you know, hoops. my lipstick was popping. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't want to look like a man. I don't have any hair. <laughs> so I 
did the most to be as feminine presenting as I could be. Oh my god! And everybody loved it. And I'm like, you know, I was working at the mall at the time, so mm-hmm. like people that I knew saw it and they loved it. But like even like people that I didn't know, just random cashiers checking us out, like just would not stop complimenting my hair. And I was like, okay, see, you know what? My mom can be a hater, but but obviously you stunting on all the house, right? Like, you know. And I just I've loved my hair ever since. I love I've it. loved it ever since. No, like I okay. This is a moment that I don't know why I remember this particularly, but we went out together at mm-hmm. one point, and you were like, I was you were putting your hair in crochet braids, I mm-hmm. think, at one point, and you were like, hold on, I'm gonna go out, and you just put on this ponytail, <laughs> and I was uh, that was the first time I was shook because like most of the time my friends like my friends who are black women like I never see the process, mm-hmm. I never get to see the process, right? But we live together to now, so, so we like... live together, so I actually get to like sip through the process, right. and you're like put that ponytail in and you're like okay I'm ready to go and I was <laughs> shook I was like wow but how <laughs> how, does, how does that work yeah I had more and more questions and then I was like you know I could do that to my own hair absolutely I could do this for myself and yes. my life I just love so. the versatility of black hair mm-hmm. it's another thing I love about being black right yes. the versatility absolutely of styles yes. and transitions mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway That's okay weird. Last question, and then we'll take a break. Um, So natural hair versus relaxed hair. Mm -hmm. Um, We have talked about this before, like beforehand, and I feel like we've talked about this way before In other conversations. But um, nothing wrong with relaxed hair, except it's bad for you. It's very unhealthy. That's the thing. I mean, like I've told you before, I really don't have an issue with um, black women wanting to wear their hair straight. I just, relaxes are just very unhealthy. I feel like there's other ways for you to get there, mm-hmm. um, you know? And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it's going to damage your hair. And it's just like, okay, even if you get your hair straightened, it's it's you're probably going to experience some type of heat damage. But if right. you want to wear your hair straight, wear your hair straight. But I just think relaxes are the least healthy option right. for that style. And I think, I hate Chris Rock, um, mm-hmm. but that black hair documentary mm-hmm. was very informative on the sense of, like, this is what, like, the creamy crack does and it like causes like internal damage it causes like damage across the years and the more and more you relax your hair the more and more health problems you have and like it kind of goes back to this like this horrible ideology of like black women being like experiments almost Mm -hmm. to like oh we have to make sure they can like withstand all of these things and it like reminds me for some reason like the Tuskegee experiment and stuff like that where it's like we're testing how far we can go Mm -hmm. to like break these people and like you know white people was quick to be like i'm not cool with using relaxer to make my like fro like my hair more curly they were Mm -hmm. like this is damaging on your hair and it's not good for you we're not going to do this anymore Mm -hmm. nobody said that about to black women they never told them like you should stop (laughs) like yeah because we were well we like the norm at that time was to make sure your hair was straight well, and it you know, was presentable or whatever the hell this yeah. world wants us to be. It's that. And then I think about also how much black women spend on um, health and beauty products every year. Look, It's a large number. And also a lot of the companies that we buy from are white owned. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything is intentional. Right. So they just want you 
they want you to keep buying that creamy crap. Right, which wasn't there like a, there was something that came out that was talking about like black women's spending power when it comes to cosmetics yep. and like stuff like that. Yep. And how when Rihanna's Fenty Beauty came out, like all these other organizations were losing a shit Shook. ton of money. And so they Shook. were like, we have to become diverse. Like, oh, yeah. we have to help. <laughs> like, Oh, I mean, it was evident on, you know, the Instagram Explore page where you see everybody is showing their full range of foundation colors now. It's like, oh, look, we've got 30 shades. We've got 40 shades. Okay, 40 shades of beige. Yeah. <laughs> And when you're, like, uh, you know, when your shade range stops at Rihanna, mm-hmm. and Rihanna's I, I'm not impressed. Like, We're not gonna stop here. Mm-mm. We're gonna keep going. No, she's Look, looking out for I all found of us. A good foundation with that Fenty Beauty line. Yes. But who knows? I don't be putting on makeup no more. So <laughs> one day, yes. over the rainbow. Let me know if you need some at help. a drag bar. Not that I have any skills, but <laughs> at a drag bar at yes. some point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yes. So let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, and we're back with The Read. Um, <laughs> actually, that's the wrong podcast, but also goals. Um, okay. So let's talk about Shea Moisture and how they're canceled. Okay. So this is this is how I feel about that. I had canceled Shea Moisture long before that controversial campaign because they changed their formulas. Right. Um, and to reference The Read, Crystal you know, mm-hmm. was sharing the same sentiment. They had Shea, because I, mean, I started off using Shea Moisture like when I was a new natural. I think that was like the first thing that I went to too. Yeah. Was Shea was Moisture kind of just go-to. made sense? Yeah. I feel like it was the first thing that I found at Target that I could clearly recognize as something that would work for my natural hair. So, of course, I bought I bought the full line of products. <laughs> and that's a good $70. Oh, let me tell you. Um, so, you know, started off great. I was using their products. Everything was working. And about a year later, I noticed that especially their shampoos were really drying my hair out, you know, and then mm-hmm. that spread to the conditioners. I was like, conditioner should be adding moisture, not taking it away. And then it was just like, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to continue to spend this money because Shea Moisture is expensive, especially mm-hmm. compared to some of the other brands we've mentioned, like right. Cantu, for instance. Cantu is cheap like, as hell. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I love it. Yes, live and for so it. And so I was like, okay, let me try some other products. Everything else was working better than Shea Moisture at that point. And I was like, this is not it's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my head, they were already canceled. I was like, you know, this works great for everybody else and that's great, but like, it's just not for me anymore. So, you know, by the time that whole controversy popped off, I was just like, well, you know, this is no sweat off my back because I wasn't using y'all no more anyway. But, um, you know, the one thing that I want to point out about that whole situation is that particular video, you know, that had everybody upset with the featuring the white women mm-hmm. was actually one video in a series. It in was a part of a larger of campaign. Right. Right. Which I knew because, you know, I watch all the YouTube vloggers all the videos <laughs> and like some of my uh, you know favorite uh, vloggers were actually featured in some of the other videos in that series so mm-hmm. I knew that you know so I wasn't as bothered by it but what I will say is if that's all you had seen if that's the only video you had seen in that series I can understand why you would be upset I can understand why you would be outraged about that because it's just like this is a brand that's supposed to be for us by us right there but, you go bring yeah, it back okay <laughs> bring it back but, to the topic yes but you know i think there was like one woman at the end of the video they had like a montage showing like nine or ten different women there was one woman that was darker skin that had a kinkier texture of hair and that was the only woman that i could even relate to in that right. entire video so i mean i get like i said i understand it was, i wasn't as upset about it mainly because and i feel like the other reason why a lot of people were upset about it is because they're like now i have to cancel shea moisture this is a product that has worked for me I don't want to have to cancel them, but I got to do it. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? For the culture. Mm. But um, again, I wasn't using their products anymore anyway. So I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Because I think 
I can remember when they were talking about crossing the aisle. Yeah. Um, and that whole entire series of like, we're gonna take this out of the ethnic section and put it in this other one. I was like, ooh, they about to fuck up the form. Because I personally like the ethnic section. I, I like being I able know to where go I right. Can go. Okay. I, I like I everything I being for me right here. I know where I can go get myself. I don't gotta muddle through the whole aisle. Like I know Mm-mm. exactly where I'm going and I can get out of there. Right. And they still are in the ethnic section yeah. <laughs> because they didn't After really all cross that, the aisle. Y'all still in the ethnic section. No, they're still in the ethnic section. Yeah. But like that was so frustrating because it was like, I don't know, it, it, when it comes to products and things that are particularly like sent or not sent, but like, um, what is the word? Marketed towards people of color are mm-hmm. like certain hair types or stuff like that is like specifically for black folks. Mm-hmm. It's always something that I feel like innately brings us back to this like whiteness or like trying to make us more white like um skin bleaching cream or Mm. like stuff that you can use like lotion there is some lotion products that specifically have lightning like bleaching texture Mm -hmm. like bleaching yeah like and i did not realize that because i've been using ambi for years and i was like yeah this like really works for my skin and all that sometimes they disguise it as like um something that will help with like scars like acne scars mm-hmm. but i mean there's other ways to describe you know, get it. your skin together and they were literally because i have um fade like what is fade it called? cream yeah. fade cream and yeah. i was like oh yeah i'm using fade cream like it's gonna help with my blemishes and stuff like that first off fade cream fucked me up mm. um but my face was literally two different skin tones for a very long time to the point that i had to start tanning my face oh, only my face to make sure that they would even so you back were even, out right and it was just like why are these things marketed to people of color when you know that you're just trying to play with us and play into this idea that we have to be lighter we have to be more presentable we can't have things for us by us because you want to buy into whiteness and now it's not about us anymore Mm -mm. and that's so irritating (sighs) yeah but it is the world that we live in and that's why we have to promote things like Fenty Beauty or things like Cantu or Dark and Lovely yeah which is a whole different conversation. Oh my God, I never thought about that. You know, there's a product, um, I don't know if it's big here in the States, but I know internationally there's a like a skin lightening product called Fair and Lovely. I didn't even think about the fact that we have a product here in the States called Dark and Lovely. Oh shit. That's Because I, I don't think that's something that would be in a, I've never heard of that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the only reason I even know about this Fair and Lovely like lightening product is because there were um, two, I believe, Indian women, I hope I'm getting this right, that started a, like a social media campaign called Unfair and Lovely to Ooh, combat. Okay. Yeah, to combat that, you know, mm-hmm. idea that light is right or whatever. So interesting. Dark and lovely, fair and lovely. Hmm. Just made mm-hmm. that correlation. Look, epiphanies. Yes. They happen. Yes. In the world. Realizations. Oh my gosh. Okay. Before we end, I just really want to talk about us and yes. our relationship and life because you're soon going to be leaving me. Yes. And I'm really upset about it. Oh, I am too. But it's going to be okay because we've known each other. I just, like, I think it's super funny that we are at this point where we're literally discoursing in this moment. I think so too. When that one moment when we went to go see, what was it? It was the Will Smith movie. movie. It was the Will Smith movie. Was it me and my boyfriend at the time? Yes. Yes. And I I didn't say a word. Yes. Do you remember when you came to my New Year's Eve party? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. Yes. I was like, edge 
Yes, the dyna- dynamics of our relationship have changed so much over the yes, years. Yes, because I was so I was so awkward and fearful of blackness in general. Yeah. And I don't know why I was fearful of you. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at this moment. Right, because if you only knew how awkward me and my friends were. Right, and like <laughs> looking back on it, I was just kind of like, I could have been happy. Absolutely. I could have been so happy yes, if so me glad. and Adrian would have connected yes. at an earlier date. Absolutely. And then we connected here and it was just like, why haven't we been friends for years? Right. We've known each other since I, think, I was born. Yeah, I think we had a lot more in common than we initially realized. Mm-hmm. So, and we've talked about these things at the house, right? But yeah, for sure. It's just wild. Yeah. And then me, mom. You know, we we blossomed and grew up, and we're here now. Grew up. And your grandma's my fave. So, Look, you know. your grandma's my fave. My grandma's not even my fave. Okay, so. but I like her. <laughs> I like when she comes over and she brings me my things and I eat. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, no, she can't cook. That's always a positive. She can't cook. So, yes, but we, we've been riding. For a long it's period a of time, it's been a minute, it's been a minute. but I loved it. Yeah, and now, but you know, okay. I'm just I'll just give you a new place to come visit. Look, know? because you it's know, fine. I need to visit. I, I feel like your time here is limited too, so <sighs> we'll see. You know, you know, they keep drawing me back in. Okay, I do love Florence. You know, it's got its its pros and its cons, but it's got the its community perks. here. I mean, we have white supremacists doing shit, but oh like, my god, we'll get over it. Yeah, Mm-mm. we'll get past it one day. But, oh, my gosh, do you have any church announcements? Anything you want to let these people know? Oh, okay. You know what? I do. So, I was featured in... Oh, my gosh. Wait. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot. Uh, I was shook. I saw... Wait, was it? Jasmine posted something. Yeah. I saw your face in it. I yep. said, is that my roommate? That was me. Oh, um, okay. God. Okay, let me, let me pull up my, my oh info my gosh. here. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, me and my bestie, shout out to Jasmine Hernandez of Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me and my... Make clear what side. Yes. Make clear what yes, side. Yes, because that's a, you know, it's two different sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I was featured in, um, like, a Black History Month photo shoot for 12 Magazine, which is... Um, a Kansas City Urban Magazine, and this is their Panther Power issue for February for Black History Month. Mm. And um, so, you know, some of my photos will be featured in this magazine. You can go on Instagram and follow them. It's 12KC, so like the word 12 spelled out KC. Um, and actually, this Thursday, the 8th at 6 p.m., they're going to have a photo preview with all mm-hmm. of the photos that were taken at the photo shoot. It'll be at Alpha Studio at 2915 Swope Parkway in Kansas City, Missouri. And it's actually more of like a networking event. So, of course, they're going to preview the photos. Um, but, you know, if you just want to network with some black professionals, entrepreneurs, that's a place that you can do that. Um, yeah. So that's all I, I got. love it. Oh, oh my God. gosh. I'm so... Adrian out here stunting on hoes. I'm trying. I'm doing what I can. Look, <laughs> you're doing better than most. You know, I'm just working with what God gave me. Okay. That's it. That's Come all on. I can do. You got to work with okay. God gave you. Yes. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And again, I'm going to mention the fact that I have the symposium. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about being queer and a nigga. And is that really being a nigga? Mm-hmm. So, um, come out it's it's at KU it'll Mm -hmm. be cute or whatever on Saturday right on Saturday February 10th um I think my breakout session's at 2.50 um but there's stuff going on all day um our friends and mutual um people will be involving Anthony's gonna be the keynote speaker so shout out to Anthony Boynton and he's gonna PhD let's be clear about where he's at in his life and how he's gonna get there Mm -hmm. because we're talking about his 444 syllabus because you know how there was a seat at the table syllabus and there was a formation well not formation lemonade syllabus Mm -hmm. so he created well not he himself but like he curated most of the work that went into the 444 syllabus um so 
important topic very good uh, masculinity is something to be talked about and it doesn't get centered a lot of the times because it's a lot of shit yeah. and it causes a lot of problems and yeah just problems yeah. I couldn't think of any problems. requires a lot moment. of unpacking yeah so see me there but yes Adrian, thank you so much for being yes, here thank you for inviting me look you're invited always yes. literally come I back don't leave me fun. here in lawrence kansas by my own son oh my gosh you don't even worry look we've been <laughs> bonded for this long bonded no. for this long we can't get rid of me that going. easily right <laughs> we're gonna take trips you know you go on trips yes and i need to get in that number okay so where are we going could um, it be a cruise i've never gone on a cruise let's do a cruise you know me and Lily had been talking about that oh let's yeah do, we okay let's, let's do, a, do a community cruise a community I cruise. cruise shout out to a community cru- cruise hashtag yes, hashtag community cruise, cruise. Ooh, i like it look, look i like it okay. if you want to fund the community cruise yeah we're gonna drop link, the paypal link drop okay. book because <laughs> we are trying to get on the boat yes to get in the number mm-hmm. as dan kennedy would say yes mm. Anyway. Say that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had so much fun. Yes. Too. But I will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.